Hello and thank you very much for downloading episode number 12 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. A very warm welcome to episode 12 because it's freezing outside. So if we say warm welcome, then hopefully if you are cold, that'll um, heat you up somehow. I don't know how that works, but you never know. Just the suggestion of heat might work. Uh, Now, it's been a really interesting week. We've got an awful lot to talk about, as we always do at this point in the podcast. But before we do, first of all, a thank you to everybody that has been in touch and uh, we are on Twitter, uh, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. But first of all, Anton, hello. Hello. Uh, great to be back on another podcast, and we've got Al back with us again. Back back to the original Howdy. free. Howdy. It is. It's like the original Spice Girls lineup, but um, without any additions. I don't know. Do we have any Spice Girls additions, or was there five in the Spice Girls? Well, I think there's only five. I don't want to know which one of us is which. Oh, well, we can, we can leave that for people <laughs> to decide themselves which one's which. Um, so before yeah, so before we move on to talk about the news this week, just a quick mention about Twitter and a quick mention about um, the online stuff, because we've had more lovely reviews from people, which is fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. And we're on Twitter as well, Anton. Indeed, Yes, we're on Twitter at NSUK Podcast and we do a little wee update on news. I do apologise, it's been slightly sore this week, but everything should be back to normal. There's just a couple of news stories today and I'll try and keep you all up to date as well as that. If you have anything you would like us to chat about, you can send it to us on the Twitter account and we'll try to get to it. And the great thing about that is if you don't do Twitter, like me, uh, that also goes out on the Facebook feed, so you can pick everything up there too. Um, but if you don't do Facebook and you don't do Twitter, we also have good old-fashioned email, which is just podcast at nsukp.co.uk. And by the way, if you want to visit our website, it is nsukp.co.uk, and it's very lovely, what, what done by our very own Anton, so thank oh, you, Anton. That's okay. it's pretty <laughs> Hello. Okay then, let's move on to news. It's time to talk about this week's stuff because there's quite a lot of it. So we'll move fast and into the very first part of today's podcast, which is Fortnite. Now, it's not something that we've talked a lot about on the podcast, but it's a huge game and it's on an awful lot of uh, different devices and consoles. And this is interesting because we as Switch players were originally being paired with uh, Xbox One and PS4 players. Um, But that's all going to change, Anton. Indeed, yes. So uh, going from that, you're now going to be paired with Android and iOS players. Um, The logic behind this is because the Nintendo Switch version runs at 30 frames per second. And the idea there is that Xbox One and PS4 players were getting an unfair advantage. Uh, However... You can still play with your Xbox One and PS4 friends if you join them in a lobby. Uh, you'll just have a apparent disadvantage due to the frame rate. Personally, me, I don't know how about how you feel about this. I feel like the fact that Switch players have analog, like not analog, but like physical controls, would put iOS and Android players at disadvantage. It doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It gives you a huge advantage over trying to play with a wee touch screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess my other question is. Is because I don't. I've never played Fortnite on the Android, on an Android or, or, or an iOS device. I'm guessing they don't get paired either with Xbox One and PS4 players. No, it's, just themselves. There's f- currently three different pools of players. You have the kind of PC people, which I think that's Mac and PC, and they can cross play with Xbox One, and I believe they can mm. go down to Switch. But kind of their main pool is the 
PC space and then there's a the console space and then there's a the mobile space and now Switches can get considered a mobile console due to the frame rate rather than the control method which I find really interesting um, well I mean I guess you could look at it that what they're really doing from a Switch user's point of view is you're going to be against other Switch users and then you might have some mobile players as well. So from that point of view, it doesn't particularly bother me personally. I've played it a few times and I quite enjoy it, although I'm pretty terrible at it. Uh, I'm not great at the building side. I think we talked about that before. I'm not very good at the building and construction side, but I can do the shooting. I can do the shooting. Not very well. <laughs> um, but um, so, so from a Switch user's point of view, I don't think it makes a huge difference really in fact it's probably an improvement because if there is an unfair advantage because of the frame rate then that'll fix it but i wouldn't want to be playing on an android and be be sort of regularly playing and play against other mobile users and then have to play against a switch user because this is this eternal battle of what the switch is i guess yeah Mm. so i mean what are you saying mike do you think switch users should only play switch users no i think that having the option to play with as many uh, cross platforms as possible is good. Um, I, I, it's, I guess this is the automatic thing that this is what they're defaulting it to. I'm not sure. Maybe it should just default to the Switch and then you can choose to opt into the mobile devices if you prefer to play that way or you choose to opt into the Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, I have to say, I think that makes more sense. De- default to other Switch users, they're on the same hardware, they've got the same limitations, they've got the same benefits. It seems to make sense and then you can opt out. I noticed, um, have you ever come across PUBG? Yeah. It's basically the same thing, but a, a grown-up version of it. Let's call it that. Is it, um, it's got less building in it, though, is that right? Less building, uh, mm. but essentially the same kind of idea. And it came first. Yeah, well, that was the... Um, yeah, and on there, Xbox in users, or Xbox One and PC gamers, they play in their own little bubble. Yeah. It's a Microsoft bubble. Uh, and that's a weird, because if you're on a, a PC, you've got a lot more control than you do, supposedly, on a console. Yeah, they seem quite happy with that. Well, the other game that I play quite regularly, because I, I play a couple of games regularly online, I play Paladins from time to time, and the other one that I play a lot of is Rocket League. Now, I do play a lot of Rocket League, and I used to play on PS4, and now I only play on the Switch. And um, we cross-platform with uh, PlayStation 4 users. Uh, is that right, PlayStation 4? I think it is. Um, but it's one of the other consoles anyway, and the only real difference from Rocket League is the frame rate again. So it's a frame rate thing again. It's different in Rocket League because I don't know how much the frame rate really affects that kind of game. Yeah, not very much mm. at all. Is it is it that big a difference, if, uh, that big of an advantage to have it running smoothly at 60 than at 30 for a game like Fortnite? I think it depends on the level of skill involved. If you're a gamer like you and me who are pretty terrible at these things, you're not gonna make, it's not going to be a blinded difference. But no. if you are a pro and you're doing this sort of at the pinnacle of gaming, that difference is probably huge. Yeah, because mm. I think definitely, I think with Rocket League, it's kind of all right because it's kind of when your, your car's just kind of sitting there and when you're moving, it's kind of more about a percentage to the left, a percentage to the right. And kind of if you don't do anything for a couple of milliseconds, your car's still going to move forward. Where in which for aiming and stuff like that, where you kind of need that finite control, being yeah. like a millisecond, oh, I've just went over the target, kind of would be a like a, a bigger kind of factor there. But again, it's kind yeah. of we're going from having maybe a Switch player playing on a fifty-inch TV to playing an Xbox player on a fifty-inch TV to a Switch player playing somebody on a on a fifty-inch TV playing somebody on like a four-inch iPhone. It just seems like yeah. such a yeah. divide now. Um, it's kind of well, 
we, we can maybe suggest to them then. We can maybe suggest to them that, you know, we could put a, a thing into Nintendo or put a thing into Fortnite and say, look, guys, come on, make it Switch only and then the option to go either way. What do you think, Andon? Do you agree with us? Yeah, it's... um. It, it would have to depend because I think the reason they're so keen on having kind of cross-platform is so they can fill lobbies quickly with it being like mm-hmm. such big lobbies kind of being able to connect you with as many people as quickly as possible and as well as that it's kind of been such a selling point for Switch however I think yeah. just having an option to be like Switch only because I know even in uh, some shooters uh, they have an option where it'll be like hey you're using this control screen only uh, or I can't remember I think there was a mobile game on Wii U where it was a multiplayer shooter and you could choose to play people who were playing it just in handheld and on TV so that's like even on well, one system having a divide so I think separating very good it up makes what one thing I want to mention as well, one good point that you kind of brought up there is on Rocket League, it's actually a really different game playing it handheld to playing it on the TV. I actually, I find personally that the way I handle the car is different. I find it's, it's the, because a lot of it is reaction, as you mentioned, um, and, and trying to measure in Rocket League, if you've played it, you'll know how frustrating it can be. And it's measuring when you're going to launch to try and get to the ball. And I find it different on both. I actually find it easier on handheld. Um, generally but then when i play on the big screen for a prolonged period and don't play handheld i can't play handheld anymore and then vice versa and i don't know i don't know if that's a psychological thing or if that is is something to do with the reaction being slightly different like i'm really interesting i've only ever tried it on the screen i've never tried it in handheld but i think i've probably got it mastered i think i'm absolutely brilliant at missing the ball perfectly (laughs) i was about to say really yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense Uh, but there's definitely a perceivable difference to me and and as i say it could it could simply be that i'm a fool and there's no difference whatsoever but i perceive there to be but um yeah i'm not i'm not 100 sure about the the best solution for this maybe we just need to get 60 frames per second running smoothly on the switch and that would be lovely switch pro Well, we'll see. That's another that's another episode in itself. Now, uh, another bit of news this week in the UK. This is one of my favourite bits of news on the Switch in a while because it's so useful. In the UK, you're now going to get an email which tells you anything that's on your wish list. It'll tell you when it goes on sale. So the good news about that is if you've got lots of games on your wish list, which I did, then you're likely to see an email. I know that one of our listeners messaged on Twitter to say that they got their first one the other day and, and noticed it and, and it alerted them to a game they wanted to buy, and they did. Uh, I think this is great, Anton. What about you? Oh, definitely. It, you know, it makes so much sense that I kind of originally just thought it was a feature and it was just Nintendo were never putting games on sale because I never got an email through. But it's going to be so useful. Uh, and I've already kind of been hit up with a a really good sale price which uh, will relate into a future topic how about yourself Al? I am very excited about this Uh, I've had so many emails from Steam over the years that have prompted me to come buy games and I guarantee you I'm going to be spending more money in the eShop now well, I think for me, I had so... When I went to my wish list, my wish list was full on the Switch. I actually, Wait, you can actually max out your yes, wish list? I, I didn't know you could do that. No, I neither did I until I filled it. I think it's like 100 or something. Um, and it said, you need, to, you need to go and delete some off your wish list. And sure enough, because I'd been adding to the wish list from day one, so there was a bunch of stuff in there that I was like, oh, I've got that now, or I don't need that. or So I got rid of most things and started again, because I thought, I'll go with a fresh one. Um, and I've only got like 15, 20 games on there now. But it's great, and and this week I picked up a couple of bargains in the in the eShop. I got um, 
Uh, the Escapist, the first one, because I've got the second Ooh, one. Is that the one we break out of prison? Yes. So the Escapist mm-hmm. two, I have. Can we play that, please? Well, I have the physical version of two, but the digital. The, it's not digital for the first one unless you go limited run games. I think they're doing a, a run of it. But I've gone for the first. One. It's four ninety nine on the sale. Seriously, at the is that all? Wow, that is it's a bargain. Really, yeah, it looked amazing. Up, it, like I was never really a hundred percent sure about the Escapist games, but I saw it for a fiver. I'm like, that's really tempting. Even if I dislike it, that's like. That's yeah, a good price for an icon even on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, you you can't really go wrong at that price. And then the other one that I picked up was Raging Justice, which is something that I'll maybe have a go with you, Al. It's uh, old school beat 'em up in the style of Streets of Rage, but done in a, a modern way, but with a cool art style from a bit of a throwback. And it gets I'm really totally good, down for that. We're really doing that right reviews. now. It's, it's, yeah. It gets great reviews, in fact. So. Yeah. Forget the podcast. Let's go play. All right, bye. Good night. <laughs> it's been a great night. It's been a great show. Uh, just before we do move on to other bits of news, Anton, what have you been playing this week? As I check my oh, Switch to see what I I've have been playing. Not been playing too much i'm just like trying to get through the trail of the sword and breath of the wild and i'm doing awful however <laughs> kind of on this topic of the eShop goodness um yeah there is current i need an opinion from you guys so Ooh. there's been recently a rumor and this is also news it all comes together <laughs> uh, that i like it in australia there's been a leak for a physical release of a game called say skylines um, now, oh, yeah. currently, that game retails for £35 on the eShop, brand new. However, it to does. celebrate the five-year anniversary of the game, it's currently on sale for £25. Would you wait and pick up a physical copy, or would you just go out and plunge and just get on the sale now? For me, I would always wait for a physical copy if there's one coming. Just yeah. that's my personal. I just I much prefer. I feel like I'm getting more for my money, even if I pay slightly more. I'm probably still going to do that unless it's a huge difference in price. Yeah, it needs to be sub ten pounds before I'll do it digitally. I like to have something that I can flog on. Could <laughs> uh, we've covered this before? Yeah. Well, well I think um, the city Sidelight, city skylines gets great reviews, um, and it's a game that I know on the Switch you get the whole all the kind of the DLC with it and the different versions of it. There's an I think there's a snow winter one. And Indeed. Yeah. Um, and it looks great. It's it's a kind of game that I could see myself getting lost in for hours. And I know it's really well reviewed. And again, that switch tax thing at the full price is just a little bit much. But at that kind of price, it is tempting. Um, thankfully, I've got a huge backlog of games uh, that, that I'm playing. This week, I've been playing South Park's uh, Fractured But Whole. And I'm getting there. Nice getting, pronunciation. Well getting done. through that very uh, slowly, but I am getting there. Um, so for me, I'd kind of hold off. Uh, Anton, is it something that you would be tempted to go for? Oh, see, it's a really weird one. I've got the game on like PC and Xbox, and I've been eyeing up the Switch version. And obviously, it's like physical release games or like they usually have a fiver switch tax so i'm sitting there i'm like the physical version would be like 40 pounds however 25 pounds it's like kind of at that awkward point do i wait do i not this decision needs to be yeah. made yeah it is it's tough and even though you've got that backlog of games that doesn't necessarily stop me um Definitely. splurging on more <laughs> you know you can never have um, too many well, that's true. Well, I don't know. Not everyone would agree, but uh, I agree. So that's the main thing. Uh, now we'll uh, move on to some other news. We're getting um, uh, Sniper Elite version 2. It's a World War II first-person shooter. Now, this is getting remastered on the Switch. I don't know much about the game, but I'm all down for 
any first-person shooters and definitely World War II setting. I mean, I used to really like the Medal of Honor games back in the PlayStation 1 and 2 era. Um, there was a lot of kind of World War II settings. I think I played it on PC years possibly, ago. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. It was a good game. Um, Anton, what's the story behind yeah, this one? so um, Sniper Elite, it's kind of an interesting game. Do you remember in Mortal Kombat 9 when they started adding that stuff where it would like go do like a teleport into the characters when you're hurting them and stuff like that? And um, it no, like, that sounds amazing. Effect when you're like <laughs> punching somebody's skull and it all cracks. Well, Sniper uh-huh. Elite is like if they took Call of Duty, then the X ray bits of Mortal Kombat and combined it, so you'll sit like super far away, you'll shoot off a bullet and you'll follow the bullet as it goes through the air and it'll go through somebody's head and you'll see the X ray of it going in. Oh. It's insane. Awesome. It's quite fun. I feel like when the original games came out, it kind of flew under the radar because it was when every company was trying come out with their like Call of Duty clone when we had Homefront and Battlefront and mm-hmm. uh, Battlefield and all that was coming out at the same sort of time but nowadays it's kind of nice to actually get a solid shirt and um, it's obviously yeah. stood the test of time for them to remaster I've never played number two personally uh, how about yourselves have any of you played the Sniper Elite games no, not at all, uh, Al. No, I've not played them either. But I'm really up for this. I mean, there's a couple of things that I think we're missing a bit of on the Switch. One is first-person shooters. I think we can always do with more of those. I think as well, open-world games. I know we're getting Saints Row the Third very soon, but I'd like to see a few more open-world games um, too. So, um, so that's not obviously we have plenty of RPGs, but I'm talking more like your. GTAs and your Saints Rows and that kind of thing. Um, so I think this is one that I'll definitely check out, particularly um, as I don't ha- I think I've got Doom, but I don't have any other real kind of shooters at the moment on the Switch. So that's one that I'll I'll keep an eye on. Yeah, apparently Sniper Elite 5 is on its way as well, but not for uh, a year or so. Okay, so we, we'll, this will be the kind of thing that we talk about a lot where developers put something out as a kind of stopgap before the big Yeah, the te- big a little thing. teaser. Yeah, that's, you up to speed. That's cool though, I'm, I'm all good with that. Now, Shovel Knight, one of the most renowned indie titles on the Switch. Now, this is really interesting because we might be getting something completely new behind the creators of Shovel Knight. Definitely. Uh, They've recently unveiled this image on their Twitter. It's like a GIF and it kind of looks to be they're working on kind of like a Ninja Gaiden 8-bit cell game, which with Yacht Club Games kind of style of polish, that's something I would be in line for right away. Um, and as well as that, they're kind of showing off more of King of Cards and Shovel Knight Showdown. So they're playing more Shovel Knight. And once uh, King of Cards comes out, that's going to be the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove complete. So you'll be able to buy that with like for like £18, I think it is, and then get like six games or however as many as in there. But definitely yeah. this new game is going to be very interesting because they've only made one game, which is kind of hard to believe. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's um, it's... I mean, it's certainly a game that I have on my wish list. It's the one that I'm waiting for it to go and sale, although it's not particularly expensive. I think it's like a tenner or something on the Switch. Um, But it's really, really well reviewed. And to get something new is it's one of those IPs that I think is going to generate a lot of interest simply because of how good Shovel Knight is. Yeah, I mean, I've heard great things about it. I've never touched it because I get the feeling I'd get really annoyed and get too frustrated. Yeah, is is it not one of the games that gets... Quite steep difficulty curve. I've heard that. Yeah, but, um, and uh, I, I don't do them very well. I get quite grumpy. Not as grumpy yeah. as I do. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> it does get pretty, pretty hard. It's, it definitely has that NES style, like, oh my god, I hate myself. Go <laughs> 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 to it. Um, and it's like, but however, it's such a good game and it's so 
faithful to the NES because quite often you play a lot of 8-bit indie games and you're like uh, they just didn't have really a budget here however it's done with such grace and character and they kind of take what was nice about the NES uh, and they leave behind anything you don't want and it's like really interesting to see the parts that they leave and some of the stuff they take so highly recommend it it's such a good oh. price especially the treasure trove or you can buy the kind of individual parts for like eight pounds each but i wouldn't recommend it that oh that's much. right you can get the full the full collection that's right yeah that's it's it's a very good package actually for the price on the switch so one to check out and it's one that is on my list of things to buy at some point uh, now before we move on to to, uh, to rumors this week i just want to mention as well i've um, i've had a look at some games that are coming out later in the year and i was trying to get a couple of games pre-ordered physical because i want to pre-order Saints Row the Third, um, and I also want to pre-order Dragon's Dogma, and I couldn't find either on Amazon. Although I could find Dragon's Dogma on Amazon.com, and interestingly, Dragon's Dogma, which some people absolutely love, um, and other people um, not so much, but still sort of appreciate it as a good game. The price on uh, the on the uh, to, the price to download it on the Switch is like twenty. Four or twenty six ninety nine or something like that for a download, which I think is pretty reasonable for a game that is a big game. Um, and I know it's a port, and that's the price we argue it should be every time anyway. Yeah. But to buy it physically, it's about the same as well, roughly, uh, as far as I'm aware. But I haven't been able to find it in Europe. And I don't know whether it is coming or not. There's been a real conflict of information online. Nobody seems to really know. Um, we just know we're getting it in the West. But that appears to be America. So Maybe Nintendo forgot mm. to add their tax. Maybe, maybe they just <laughs> forgot about the tax. Yeah, who didn't click the tax, the, the, the switch tax box when they were uh, when they were uploading that one? Um, Dragon's Dogma, Anton, is it one that's got you interested? Uh, I'm not. See, I hear the tales of how hard it is, and I'm just like, I've got so many games that I can't complete, and they're not that hard. <laughs> so I think that one's going to be one I'm going to unfortunately to pass on. Uh, so mm. obviously, you're you're getting it, Mike. How about yourself, Al? You see yourself picking up it. No, for the same reason as Shovel Knight, I will probably not want to uh, destroy my living room by throwing the controller across the room or break the switch or break the TV and probably will give it a pass. Although I'd love to see it because it does look amazing. Well, I'll be doing it on both of your behalves because I'm pretty sure I'm worse at games than both of you and I am certainly more frustrated when I play a game than both of you. So uh, I'll I'll do enough for both of us. I'll break enough switches and televisions for the whole team. So don't you worry. Uh, but I'll be getting it. So I'll, uh, I'll share it when I do and tell you what it's like. Right. Let's move on to rumours. Now, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... And this week, there's well, there's loads, actually, but one of the ones that I wanted to talk about um, that we've got on our list is this Borderlands rumour, because we talked about this a while ago, and I think you said, Al, I'd like Borderlands 2 to come to the Switch. You did, because I've not played it, and I'm desperate to do so. And on the Switch, I absolutely would. Yeah. Yeah, and it'd be fantastic. So we got a, an announcement this week from Gearbox, or it wasn't so much an announcement as a teaser. Yeah. They stuck they... out a slightly pixelated image on Twitter, didn't they? Indeed, it was... Uh... There's kind of a weird bit because, theoretically, uh, the location and the characters are Borderlands 2 characters. Um, however, there is a Borderlands 3 rumoured to be in the pipeline. So uh, I think there's kind of two forces here. Is it's either going to be Borderlands 2 um, come at Switch or they've just made Borderlands 3 and it looks identical to Borderlands 2. <laughs> um, however... <laughs> Let's just keep our fingers crossed because it would be good. They've ported it to everything, and if they can get it running on the PlayStation Vita, I'm sure they can get it running on the Switch. And I believe the Vita is even a HD console as well, so 
yeah. I expect good things from this. Um, and if they could get the Borderland pre-sequel in there, it would be excellent. Yeah, that would be that would be really good. And um, on, I noticed as well that Panic Button are doing more ports as well. Panic Button are the great team of um, uh, of amazing geniuses that ported the likes of Skyrim and Doom, um, and oh, the online one Warframe as well. They they ported that. Uh, Panic Button are brilliant, and it looks like they're doing the new. There's a new Doom title coming out as well at some point, and Panic Button are going to be responsible for that. And it looks like there's there's talk that they'll be doing a, quite a few more. Fingers crossed they will be um, on the Switch because they're great at what they do. Yeah, well, we won't have long to find out really what this uh, announcement is because it's uh, it was a teaser. They they were very um, minimalistic in their tweet. All they did put up the image and went time to tease another games for packs. And right. uh, PAX East is at the end of the month, so keep your fingers crossed. So that's a conference, PAX, conference, for those yep. that don't know. And it's is it, is it this month, is it? Gaming March? conference, end of this month, yeah. I don't right. know the exact date, but we're not far away from it. Uh, Anton, Borderlands, would you... Uh, would you yeah, I'm actually considering it, because um, Borderlands is a game I've never got round to playing. Like, I've went over to friends and they've been like, oh, give this a go, and I've had fun during it. And I think, kind of, I've been personally craving a shooter for a good while, because... Mm. I've been loving the Switch and that's kind of meant picking up a lot of indies and a lot of Nintendo games so it would be nice to actually try something a little bit different go for a more serious title and I think the kind of combination of having a first person shooter which would be refreshing combining that with a looter shooter tons of quests would be really good for like pick up and play gameplay and obviously you're not going to be doing co-op on a Joy-Con for a first person shooter but uh, the Switch is always the home of co-op so that's going to be tons of fun yeah, absolutely. Well, that's another one to watch out for because we should hopefully know very, very soon about Borderlands and, and whether it's 2, 3 or 23 or whatever. We don't know yet. But 28th to 31st of March. Oh, there we go. There he's go. he's managed to pax the facts for us. Facts the packs. I don't know. That's painful, Mike. Terrible. Right, then, more <laughs> rumours. We've got rumours. Uh, this is a really weird rumour. We were talking about this just before we started recording the podcast today. Um, this is the, the Google Chrome uh, support for the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller Joy-Cons and Joy-Con charging grip. Cool, but why? Yeah, why? <laughs> why? I can't think of a good reason. Anton? Yeah, so theoretically, they're Nintendo, no, not Nintendo. Uh, Google is working on the games console. Uh, there's been leaked patterns of controllers, and if you remember, kind of when Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out and they did the game streaming to Nintendo Switch. Um, Ninte- not Nintendo. I'm getting my names mixed up. I'm used. I'm not used to talking to anyf- talking Google. about anything that's Google. not Nintendo. Um, yeah. Google did this thing where you could stream Assassin's Creed Odyssey on um, Chrome. Just like in your web browser, just go to a website, press go, and it's ready to go. And mm. so the kind of logic here is that Google are just making a service where you can stream games to just to a web browser, um, and they're using third-party controllers. So I don't know where they're wanting to make their money. It will just probably be a service entirely. And uh, I think kind of just tying it into Switch more so with. Yeah. Uh, Xbox also want to do game streaming and unveil that kind of at a similar time because it's. Um, Apparently next week we're going to be hearing more about the Google Console. Um, I wonder if they're going to be interested in bringing game streaming to Switch as well, if that's something Microsoft's eyeing up, because I'm sure they they know how to make money, and there's plenty of money on Switch. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's it. I I think probably, I think probably they would look at the Switch as being one of the perfect places for it to go, because um, for the reasons we've talked about many times, but also because if they are seeing that 
Microsoft are already looking at doing this and the Switch is viable, potentially. Um, I know there's a lot there's a, there's a lot of these kind of um, online sort of streaming type gaming services appearing at the moment. There's one on the uh, the Fire Stick, Amazon Fire Stick. You can get the Sega collection on the Fire Stick, and it's all the Mega Drive classics. And it's actually quite a solid collection. And if you've got a controller, it plays well. If you play with the television remote, which you can do, uh, Sonic is not very good, put it that way. Um, <laughs> but you can do it with a controller, and it's actually quite well-reviewed. It's a good price, and it's something that is happening more and more. So if you're getting gaming on your Fire Stick, then there's no reason whatsoever why Google wouldn't do this. And maybe that explains this kind of hybrid thing where they're saying, well, if we get controllers for this, we can then look at what they're doing, and it's more of an integration. There is another option that's just crossed my mind. It might be less complicated and less ambitious than them having their own console. Um, I mean, effectively, the Nintendo Switch is a tablet. That's all it is. Yeah. Google have lots of tablets out there, and a lot of them are basically running just a lot of it on Chrome, Chrome web apps. They could just be thinking, hey, people have got these controllers. We want to make our um, tablets a bit more... Of a a medium for people to play games on. Let's just make them compatible with every controller we can find. Yeah, I think I think they'll go for more down the route of a streaming type service that you sign up to and you get games that can be played on a tablet, can be played on the Switch if you sign up to it. If they go, if you have an uh, Xbox or whatever, I think I, that's. What I don't know because if you've got uh, you've got Microsoft, you're saying yeah, we'll put our games on other people's consoles. Can you really see Nintendo doing that? Um, I can't see I Nintendo know. doing I'm a streaming sure. service, and that's a, the only reason I can think no, Google, Nintendo, Google would use a Nintendo controller. No, I think I think Google will do that, and I think mm. that they're just looking at compatibility because the Pro controller is a good controller. But then for you example. need Chrome on your Switch. Further, yeah, to, to play it on the Switch, you would need Chrome on your Switch. But maybe it's just a Chrome gaming. It's like an icon, like a I don't know. Mm. Interesting. We'll find out soon enough. Anton, what do you think? Yeah, personally, I'm kind of of the opinion where I think. Google are getting into the game streaming game uh, where it'll be a service kind of like Google Music or YouTube Premium where you'll pay 10 or a month. You'll have a whole library of games. So I find it really interesting that they've been investigating and uh, working on Project Stream and the fact they're developing their own hardware. I feel like they wouldn't be developing their own hardware if it was just kind of a situation of adding extra control methods to Chrome. So I don't think mm. anybody would buy a controller just for Chrome. Um, Probably but yeah, not. I no, think but if people already have one. all these controllers, though. Yeah, I think that's right. I think you're right, Al. I think that if people have the controllers, which they do, Definitely. they're preparing everybody to be ready, whatever they use at home, whether it's a Switch, an Xbox, or a PlayStation, they're already, they've already got half of what they need to, yeah. to use it. I think that's exactly what it'll be. But we shall see, and time will tell, and uh, we'll look back on this in six months and go, ha-ha, you fools, how wrong you were! <laughs> How off the mark you all were. Um, okay, more rumours then, because uh, there's just a couple more to get through. Of course, we've got the quiz as well, by the way. Just a little reminder, we will be doing the quiz. Uh, I know that some people really like the quiz because they shout at Anton and they shout at Al when they don't get the answers right quick enough. So, uh, Or they shout at me for giving the wrong facts. Actually, they don't do that because I do fact check. I do double check. Anyway, more rumours. And uh, the next one is... Uh, to do with uh, Hyperlight Drifter. Now, this is not so much a, ru- a rumour because it's actually been confirmed now by the publisher behind Hyperlight Drifter. So that means um, that if you're uh, if you're a fan of Hyperlight Drifter, which gets really good reviews, by the way, then uh, physical release is coming, Anton. Yeah. Um, so essentially, kind of people are bombarding them because it's such a gorgeous game. It's coming to Switch soon, or if it's maybe oh, I'm not too sure off the top of my head. And yeah, we're getting. A I think it's out release. on the switch. It's Apparently on the store. Apparently, they're yeah. working on it. 
I'm just holding up my fingers because yeah, I love them. Limited run games are a bit on the pricey side when you're importing from the States to the UK. So fingers crossed yeah. we get a native just like you can go pick it up, up at Amazon release. But either way, it's fantastic. We love our physical games and it's going to be fun. Have any of you considered seeing much of the game at all? It's another one on my list of games that I've seen and thought, you know what, that looks great, but it's not at the top of my list, so I haven't, I haven't got around to playing it. But and it's completely missed my radar. Okay, yeah. well, it's, yeah. it, it is one to have a look at anyway, for sure, because it's, um, it gets really well reviewed from and people that say it seem to enjoy it. It's people that play it even seem yeah. to enjoy it. So. To be fair, I like the sound of it. It sounds nice. Seeing it is fun. It is. It is. It's a, it, cool. It's a nice sounding name, and we're all for that on this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we have some VR news as well. Um, now, this is something that a few people on the Twitter feed, on our on our podcast Twitter feed, have been talking about because um, we have this Labo VR thing, which some people <laughs> some people have said it's the worst thing they've ever seen, and other people have said, "No, nah, this is really cool." And I think it's in between that. I think it's the best worst thing I've ever seen. I don't, mm. I, you know, it's kind of like I, I kind of like it, and I think, why the heck not? So this is to do with a game, uh, Starship Commander. Tell us about this because I don't really know what's going on here. Yes. Yeah, so um, the creator of Starship Commander, he's kind of been creating VR games since like the early versions of like the prototype versions of the Oculus um, very influential figure in the kind of VR development community uh, and kind of his comments on the Switch is that it's going to be a very big success which I could see it being the biggest label success so far definitely and especially for children because um, the thing he's noticed with the product is the pupillary distance of the lenses are closer than on other headsets so kind of the lenses okay. are more designed for kids. Uh, and what previously, for kids, getting your hands on VR, especially it's like you need a £400 PlayStation, then you need a £270 headset, and then you have this massive brick of technology wearing your he- head down. Uh, so I could definitely see it be a gateway for like a really good way to scale, get kids started on VR. And uh, kids are the kind of people that will be able to pour like an entire day into playing vr games so it could be really beneficial for the industry as a whole uh, well i like the idea of starship commander anyway i think that's a great like i don't know what yeah, starship that, commander amazing. is but i'm in <laughs> i'm in i want to do it um just briefly on this we had a question from nicola uh, a couple of weeks ago um she messaged the podcast to say i've got a young son who's starting to get into gaming um i think he's four and the question was what do I do? Because I don't know anything about the Switch. Now, we're not, I d- I'm not going to go into detail about this yet because I think what we'll do is we'll cover this in an episode. We'll do a five-minute chat about what we would recommend if you're a parent that's maybe uh, got young kids and you're thinking about how do I get started. And the reason I wanted to bring it up now was because, Alistair, you've got a, a young son as well. I, I do? Slowly. No, I do. Yeah, I do. Slowly. Uh-oh. <laughs> Nobody told him. Um, <laughs> but he, he's now starting to get into gaming slowly and mm. he's still a bit young yet to really get to grips with it. But he's starting to really kind of get interested yeah, in what you're doing. Yeah, the interest has been sparked. The, the sentence, Daddy, I want to play Mario Kart, has been uttered. By me and, <laughs> by, and, and, by, uh, and by your son. Um, so what yeah. we'll do is we'll, we'll come on to talk about, about that as a more of a broad topic because I think it's quite an important topic because there's a lot around that and there's a lot of stuff to talk about uh, mm, when we talk yeah. about it. So we'll do that in a future episode, but we'll remember, if we can try and remember to talk about the, the VR stuff as well within that and the Labo stuff because that's really interesting. Yeah, it's something we've not really talked about in the podcast at all, really, the Labo. 
Yeah, well, we'll keep that for then. But Starship Commander, don't know what it is, but Anton, you've sold me. <laughs> of course. You, it's first Star Trek and then just whatever you can do in space. You just have to work your way up. <laughs> and oh, pretty soon just... don't. It's... By the way, just very briefly on Star Trek, if you do like Starship Commander type games um, and you are a kind of Star Trek type fan, watch the Orville because it's oh, just yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that's, uh, I know great. we're not a TV podcast in any way, but if you if you love the next generation, watch the Orville. Don't think about the fact it's the next generation with swearing it's the next next generation (laughs) but just try and not think about the fact that it's Seth MacFarlane because you might be put off by that because you think of uh, all the brilliant shows like American Dad and Family Guy but you might think it might not be serious just watch it it's good just watch it it. it's great (laughs) alright then let's move on to the quiz Woo, quiz. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. All right. Like, what is TV? <laughs> <laughs> Television? I know not of this device. Actually, before you move on, before you move on, Sonic. Oh, oh do, do you know yes. what? You, you prompted um, me. You... Yes, Sonic. There are Sonic rumours. Al- Alistair prompted me to talk about this because we know how huge a Sonic fan you are. And um, I completely forgot and was about to go into the quiz, Anton, and you would have been very upset if we hadn't talked about this. But come on, Anton, what's yeah, happening? So, uh, uh, conference i believe it's SWSKX, or it's like a book big south bundle by southwest, south by southwest. it's a big music one and there's yeah. a big gaming launches they were That's talking right, about yeah. they had the best named panel in the world they had a sega panel and its title was gotta go fast the official <laughs> sonic the hedgehog panel wow. love it love, love it, it. Yeah, so anyway, at there, they've came out and they've announced that they're working on the next Sonic game, um, the next mainline one following Forces. Fingers crossed it's better than the last one. Um, and we don't know anything about it, but we can just keep our fingers crossed. And as well as that, they've uh, announced and released the first episode of uh, Sonic Team Racing uh, TV show, animated show, which is actually quite Excellent. fun. Uh, if you just watch it, there's no voice acting, so it's not like super high pitch annoying it's uh, just kind of slapstick it's quite fun um, they've got one episode out now and the next episode's coming out soon excellent well I first of all in Sonic Forces I think Sonic Forces gets a little bit of a raw deal because I actually don't mind Sonic Forces I think I think it was so hyped um, and it is so, it's so much not in the style of the likes of Sonic Mania and the classic Sonic games it's very much you know a 3D Sonic but I actually quite enjoyed it and I, I finished it and, and I bought it and finished it and it was a little, little short but that kind of suited me anyway because sometimes games do drag on for a long time so. yeah I'm still playing Red Dead Redemption I've been at it for months now oh you've been at it for a few more months yeah um, mm. but no Sonic Forces was alright I didn't it was not the best game I've ever played it's not the most memorable but it was okay um, and I've pre-ordered Sonic Team Racing um, as well because Sonic Team Racing and the last one was fantastic the last two Sonic racing games were great Anton yeah kind of to kind of reflect back on Forces it's a weird one where in which I feel like it was like the most mediocre game of 2017 like it wasn't broken it wasn't falling apart there weren't any glaring flaws but it just didn't do anything exciting in my eyes it just felt like a yeah. A retread of Sonic Generations, but just five years later, <laughs> uh, which I felt like wasn't really what I was hoping for for like a successor in a main franchise. However, these days you can find it for as low as like ten to fifteen pounds, and I think for that price, it's a good five to seven hour jolt. Um, so if you see it for cheap, you know it could be fun. Yeah, it's 
exactly what Anton just said. It's not groundbreaking. It's not incredible in any way. It's just a fairly solid enough game that is worth ten to fifteen pounds easily. So, um, in my opinion, anyway. But uh, I know a lot of people will hate me saying that because a lot of people hate Sonic Forces. It's all right. We'll get your bodyguard. It's fine. But I don't care. Right. Let's move on to the quiz. Well, actually, can I do one more thing? Oh, sorry. For goodness sorry. Sake. Sorry. Sorry. So, Anton, you're winning one nil at the start of the quiz tonight. But before we move on to that, <laughs> Alistair, uh, we need to do a new jingle. Why? Because we need to do a public service announcement. Okay. So right. cue the jingle. Oh, there's a real jingle. Okay, cool. Right. Uh, if anybody's been getting um, really, really annoyed and pulling their hair out while they've been trying to play uh, Star Tropics on the Nintendo Switch Online, you're not alone. Okay. Um, so there's a little bit of a glitch. Is this the NES game? This is the NES game. Right. So if you go into Nintendo Switch Online, under the NES games, stay, play Star Tropics, you get to a certain point in the game where it asks you to put in a code. And right. that code was in the original hard copy manual. Oh, I love oh. that. And when it came out in the Wii U, they included a digital copy of the manual so you could get the code. Ah. It's not there. So, uh, yeah, if you're pulling your hair out, don't worry, it's not you. Look up on Google or something, you'll find the code. Public service announcement. Oh, that's a very good idea to check on Google. I, I, that was a big thing in the kind of early 90s. Games on every sort of console and PC would have little manuals. And in the manuals, for those that are young, not old enough to remember this, um, you would have codes that would help you skip levels or they'd help you at a certain point. Uh, I had, a, for one of the early championship managers, there was a... Uh, a code that you had to look up it would give you like a uh, 6 6C and you'd have to go into the manual look at number 6 what's that word type that in what's C type that word in of course years later you play it and you don't have those manuals anymore no, it's disintegrated it's been eaten by stuff in the past yes so yeah. there we are very good so very useful so yeah. I'll allow you that we can make it nil-nil at the start of the quiz thank again. you public it's, service it's a, announcement it was a useful <laughs> announcement so it is this time hopefully I'm looking around in case anyone interrupts me again time for the quiz I have Ah, just one more thing. Ooh. I'm kidding. Good. Yeah, you can Go leave now. <laughs> All right, then. So the way we play the quiz, three game titles. I'm going to give you a clue. You can jump in and uh, you can have a guess after each clue, but uh, I can only give you one guess per clue. So every time you say a guess, you've got to wait for another clue before you give me another guess. Three games. And the scores at the moment between you two is, I think... About 6-3 to Anton, if memory I serves me. I think it's still 5-3, isn't it? I said it was 5-3 one week when you weren't here, but I'd miscounted because that would have only been 8 and we were on episode 10 at the time, which meant that there would have been one more. Did we not tie one? We'll call it 5-3. You could be right. Ah, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> call 6, call 6. Anton's going to win anyway. It's fine. Right. No. So, we, we do not know that. <laughs> OK, this game, released in 2011 was a sequel to a 1990 SNES game and a 1996 N64 game. Um, was it Donkey Kong Country Return? No. Mario Kart. I, I, no, oh, no, that's completely wrong. No, no. Uh, next clue. All the games were launch titles for their respective consoles. Oh, Pilot Wings. Well done, Anton. Oh, wow, I love Pilot that Wings. Well done. Oh, that's a great game. Do you think we'll get one on the Switch? Um, possibly. Mm. Uh, we, we are getting a flight simulator game I saw just announced the other day, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's got kind of similarities. It's not as mm. Nintendo-looking. I don't think I even knew that it was on the SNES. I'd had it on the N64, though. It was well, it was, a, it was a launch title on the SNES, the N64, and, of course, the 3DS. And in the game, there were two modes of play. One allowed you to freely explore Woohoo Island, and the other was mission, <laughs> mission mode. Uh, the game was announced at E3 2010. 
2010 as a launch title for the 3DS. It's an amateur flight simulation video game developed by Monster Games and published by Nintendo. So, well done, Anton. It's 1-0 to you. Thank you. you. It's weird. I feel sorry for that franchise because quite often the only time it gets brought up is like, yeah, I wanted another game other than Mario to play. But I remember having, I think I picked up the 3DS one like a good bit after launch and I had plenty of fun with it. And it's kind of a shame it kind of gets forgotten. It's just that launch title anyway I'm getting distracted yeah uh, it was yeah. it was a de- it was a decent title there's no doubt about that okay game number two originally released on the Dreamcast and Playstation 2 this game was published by Sega and developed by United Game Artists no idea hmm crazy taxi no it has um, two remasters one on Xbox Live Arcade and one for Playstation VR in 2016 huh Oh, Rez? Well done, Anton. It's 2-0 to Anton. <laughs> I'm very impressed, by the way. Yeah, that well done, dude. Good knowledge. I can't even sort of, you know, give Alistair any credits for that because that was genuinely that was great. Yeah, no, uh, my hat is off to Anton. Uh, as is mine. As franchise. They did a spiritual successor called Child of Eden, and it's like a really fantastic oh, yes. game if you ever get a chance to try that. Uh, very artsy, kind of, very kind of, at the kind of dawn of kind of, Autoristic game design, so um, definitely worth a go. It's kind of like a music rhythm game if you've never heard of it. And it's on the Switch, isn't it? Um, I'm not too sure. Uh, the last I, I heard of it, it was the VR version. Chi- no, Child of Eden is the one I'm talking about. Oh no, I think that that's just PS3 and Xbox 360, as far as I'm aware. Uh, however, I would oh. love it on Switch if they did want to put it there. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe maybe I, it was something with a similar title. But anyway, uh, no, the, the game was notable for its electronic music soundtrack. It was a musical rail shooter, and it was originally released on November the 22nd, 2001. Mm-hmm. Now, third game. Alistair, your See chance... See call something back. Come on. Yes. Now, this is actually... I'll give you the first clue in that I love this game. <laughs> I absolutely love that game, this game. Um, but that Persona doesn't, 5. Doesn't really have, there's Persona a co- 4. Persona there's, 3. There's a, no, it's none of those. There's a copy of it through there in the spare room. Uh, right. Released in 2009 on PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, this game was developed by Pandemic Studios and published by EA. Pandemic and EA. Hmm. That's ringing a bell, but I can't think what it is. Pandemic. Oh, oh I can't even remember what they do. <laughs> All right, this is a single-player action-adventure. Mm, no. Dragon Age? It's not Dragon Age. Set in 1940, the protagonist, Sean Devlin, is a hard-drinking Irish race car mechanic, a regular amongst the racing group of Paris. In the game, you explore Nazi-occupied Paris, some of the French countryside, and parts of Germany. I don't know what it is, but I want to go Blair right now. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, it's... You know, it is. It's, it's great. Oh. I love it. No. Oh, I was going to say Battlefield Bad Company. Le Grease Monkey. <laughs> what were you going to say, Anton? Battlefield Bad Company, but that's uh, dice. Um, <laughs> completely no, off. It's not that... All right, areas in the game heavily controlled by Nazis are represented in black and white. Interesting. And the, fi- the final clue, the developers' Pandemic Studios were liquidated after the game's completion. It received favourable reviews, the game. No, still not a clue, buddy. Love Any guesses, Anton? A, f- a French uh, grease monkey, did you say? <laughs> yeah, I 
example. Say French Creek smoking. <laughs> I said, French, where did you get that? How did you not say mechanic or something? I said, oh, oh yeah, yeah he, he was a hard-drinking Irish race car. Oh, he was guy. Irish. Where did I get French from? Because um, he's in the French countryside. Ah, there was a word France, French. Okay. In Paris, uh, in Nazi-occupied Paris, uh, in 1940. <laughs> so you kind of combine them all. I still want to play it. Uh, the game is called The Saboteur, and it's not to be confused with the old Saboteur game, which was on the Spectrum, which you can get on the Switch, actually, by the way. There's a really? the original Saboteur oh. game. Yes. The, in, in fact, it is the, the original uh, Spectrum version that you can get on the Switch. It was on sale last week for very little money. Um, but anyway... And you bought it, didn't you? I, no, I didn't. Did I was not? tempted, but I, I have it on other things, so I thought there's no point. But um, The Saboteur, you should check it out. It's a, it's a cool game. It's uh, The graphics are pretty good. I would say it's like uh, earlier generation PS3 uh, end of the PS2 cycle type graphics, but really well done. And the game itself, the, the driving in the car is great fun. It's got a GTA kind of feel to it, but set in 1940 in Paris. I'm so. taking the side of that. That sounds yeah, cool. amazing. It's cool. I'll show you some uh, some gameplay footage afterwards. You can go and check it out if you don't in the game. I suppose it's 10 years old now when you think about it, 2009. So. No, don't say and that. And even then, uh, when you say, say the name, I'm like, I remember that game so often from just sitting in the bargain section of a game store. Yes. Like yes. So... <laughs> Um, kind of hearing that I was actually alright I'll pick it up because there's I bet even today I could probably find it for 50p just knowing like how often I've seen it in bargain sessions just oh, not the time to play it eh? yeah well easy, easily pick up for that kind of money because uh, even then people were it was always the game that you saw on sale somewhere for a fiver and that was in 2010 you know so so did I miss its link to the Switch there or is the link just I want it on the Switch the link is I want it on the Switch <laughs> there we are and that I'm allowed to do that because I'm the quiz master and what I say goes no customer service for me I'm afraid uh, that's about it from uh, us this week in the meantime if you want to get in touch with us and by the way thank you so much for all the lovely reviews we've had on iTunes if you can spare a moment to give us a, a nice five star if we deserve it that would be fantastic it really does help us we do this podcast for free we do it because we really enjoy the uh, playing the Nintendo Switch and we love talking about it we know people are listening um, which is even better because when we, yeah when we get five star reviews it makes it makes us all smile to the point where Mike actually literally takes a screen grab and sends around our little chat yes. and we all go ooh that's lovely yes it, it is you will be you will be screen grabbed and I might even post it on Twitter which I often do as well. Uh, so if you want to get us on Twitter, Anton, where do people go? Yes, Twitter. Uh, go to NSUK Podcast. Uh, you can chat to us there. Uh, there'll be yeah. tons of news. You can sometimes do polls and questions and tons of fun stuff. Uh, and yeah. you can complain or tell us about uh, anything you would like us to t- talk about. Uh, I'm always on there, so I'm surely to get back to you at some point. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> And you'll also get the same stuff on Facebook if you go to the NSUKP Facebook page. So if you just look up NSUKP or NSUK Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, and if you don't do Twittering or any of those other things, then email us at um, podcast at nsukp.co.uk. Which is also our website, nsukp.co.uk. That is it for episode number 12. And uh, as always, it's been a lot of fun. Have a fantastic week. We will be back in a week's time for the 13th episode. Ooh, spooky. Will it be unlucky? Who knows? They're always unlucky, Mike. (laughs) That's quite possible, actually. Uh, We'll see you then. Goodbye. Cheerio. Au revoir.